It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. What's up, everybody? Are we good? We're on? We're on. We're on. I can't see. We're still distanced. Um, Although people are asking, well, how long are you going to be distanced? And I don't know the answer to that. Our company is taking it uh, real slow and steady as an approach. Or did they tell you? They didn't tell me. They did not tell me. They did not tell me anything. Um, I'm still kind of just doing my thing over here, and I, I don't see a reason to rush, that's for sure. But that said, they are the ones that make the decision. I mean, we're just along for the ride, basically. So it's not really a choice by us. So we only have a say if it really, uh, if it really bothers us one way or another. And right now, eh, we're good. Fun fact, we'll do a lot of shit if you pay us. Yeah, and is- since they pay us, we'll basically do whatever they tell us to do. This is true. That's how it works. Uh, welcome to phase two to the people in Haldeman, Norfolk, and York region, Durham region, Hamilton, Niagara, and Halton region. I'm going for my first haircut in three months Today at 11 a.m. Good for you. I got an appointment for Monday. I was shocked yesterday. I'm glad I did it. But I called the salon that I had an appointment at back in March. And I thought, obviously, they're not going to call everybody who had their appointment canceled. But let me just see if I can get a hold of them. So I called and someone actually answered and has a cancellation on Monday. And I said, I'm going to jump on that. Yes, please. But then they read to me the terms, restrictions and rules And I was like, wow, you guys don't have it easy right now. Anyone working in a salon who is involved in phase two, you don't have it easy because there's a lot of rules and restrictions. I got like a three page disclaimer. Yeah, it was nuts. And and you know what? I mean, they uh, they want to make sure that you come in in a mask and and practice distancing and the PPE and they tell you how it's going to work and everything. Uh, I don't know. Am I should I read that? Because I don't read the terms of service when I get a new iPhone either. Yeah, but. I mean, the, the gist of it is you, you got to be careful. They're at Most of them are at like half capacity or something, which is kind of nice. I don't know. Uh, that's fine when you're the customer that's in there, when you're the client. And they can't blow dry hair. That's out. Uh, really? They, Why? They, uh, too much stuff flying around in the air. I mean, I could see if I coughed right into the wind, but I mean, shit. Uh, yeah, no, they can't. They, there's absolutely no blow drying, which may not affect you guys with short hair, people with short hair as much as it would people with long hair like myself. But can I just say I'm actually kind of relieved because one of the things that I always hate when I go get my hair done is sometimes I get my hair done and I, if I don't have an event or something to head to, I don't want to sit there in a chair for 40 minutes because I have very long, thick hair getting my hair blow dried like i just actually want i would rather leave they don't want that because they want you to see the full thing right they want you to see the blowout and the style and the volume and look at the like i'm good i'm good i'd like to get up yes i look like a bit of a wet dog right now i don't care my hair is cut i feel fresh get me out of here so i'm actually kind of looking forward to this appointment on monday where i can just leave there are a few things that have changed for the better. Maybe that's one of them. Me, with my summer short haircut, it dries in about three minutes anyway, so they don't even bother trying to blow dry. Um, either way, if you're going to phase two, enjoy the patio. Let's get out and support those businesses that have been closed for three months, and in particular, the employees who work for them. If you're going out for a pint on a patio this weekend, tip, 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 tip. Your hairdresser, tip, 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 mm-hmm. tip, tip. Absolutely. Take Good care of them. Yeah. Uh, there's a new app coming out. It's got people pretty uh, 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 in a stir. It's an app from the government 
It's called COVID Shield, and it officially launches July 2nd. Basically, what this app does is track your location, and it will be able to send you a notification that you have been near someone or in contact with someone who tested positive for COVID-19. And then it tells you, you should go into self-isolation, you should go and get a COVID-19 test, all that sort of stuff. I think that's good, relevant information. I'd like to know that if today, when I'm at the hair salon, the person in the chair next to me had COVID-19, and the app will know that that person there could have come too close to me and that I should take necessary precautions. I like that. I think that's good. But some people are saying it's a major government overreach. It is um, uh, a nanny state. It's the government tracking your every movement. I feel like the government tracks our every movement anyway. No, and see, that's and for me, that, that shouldn't be a concern. That shouldn't be a concern for you if you have um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, any app, like any app. Like almost every app can track your movement. And I think that unless you're committing crimes, I don't understand why you have to be so uppity about that shit. I don't. Yeah, what, what do you have to hide? Yeah, I- unless you are a drug dealer or you move stolen goods i or you have I, a warrant out for your arrest there's a warrant out for yours i don't see why you got to give too much of a shit honestly um and there's cameras everywhere in this world it's just kind of the world we live in some of our some of our privacy and not all of it is kind of automatically taken but it's in some cases it is for the best it is for our convenience i think i find it more convenient for places to know my location and help me out when i need to find a gas station real quick or whatever the case is right this particular app i don't know why people have to be so pissy because you don't have to get it it's not a mandatory thing they're not putting a chip in your arm to track you so everybody calm the fuck down um i I get why people might be hesitating at first like does this even work honestly the only reason why i'm not going to get it at first is because i want to wait and hear from other people that the thing even works because I don't know. We don't have the best track record in this country and kind of in this province, too, of making things work right off the hop. And we all know that's the case. Yeah, I I suppose um, it only really works, though, if a lot of people have it. If people have it, then it's good information. I just don't think that people have this weird idea that Justin Trudeau and Doug Ford are sitting around in the office thinking to themselves, oh, let's see what... uh, uh, Karen from Brampton's up to right now and they just log in with some fucking login and see what you're doing in real time it doesn't work like that and to be honest even if they are Justin Doug you're gonna be shocked at how boring my life is Oh, look at this fucker. He went to, uh, uh, he dined out five nights in a row because he's too lazy to cook <laughs> what a loser. Oh, <laughs> this guy doesn't have any friends. He wasn't near anybody Okay, all right. I mean, that's the sort of stuff they could tell from it, but I don't think they care about that information. Right. Like, oh, wow. They don't. He spent like seven hours on a patio the other day. He must be an alcoholic. Yeah, you are so low on their list of things that they give a shit about. It's uh, it's not even funny. They definitely don't care about that. They, uh, nobody is checking. Even if it does track that information, nobody in the government Because people use the term the government like they use the media. Nobody's sitting around uh, wondering, hey, I wonder what Kat from Kitchener's up to right now. Nobody fucking cares. They they really don't care. No. It's kind of silly that people are upset about that. Uh, I'm going to download it. I think it's a good idea. 
There is uh, going to be some controversy today when the education minister, who's a lightning rod, by the way, people that are in unions or uh, married to people that are in the, the teachers unions, they do not like Stephen Lecce because there was a year of labor negotiations mm-hmm. that ended uh, basically the way it could have been solved back in October. Yeah, now they don't trust him at all. A lot of the, my friends that are teachers, they just they'd hate the guy. They hate him. And so whatever he announces today will not be popular. Even if he does exactly what the teachers want, it still won't be popular because it came from Stephen Lecce. But today they announced the plans to reopen the schools in September. Or they'll say schools are not reopening in September. And to be honest with you, I really don't know how it's going to go. They're already canceling the fall semester for universities. They're already moving that online. So that, to me, would say, okay, well, they'll probably do the same with elementary schools. But then we got that report from the great doctors at Sick Kids the other day that said, no, kids should absolutely be back in school in September. So I have a feeling they're going to meet somewhere in the middle. They probably will be back in school, maybe with smaller class sizes and definitely with a lot more hand washing. Right. Do you think they would stagger or have half days in some cases? Or is there any indication that we know what the announcement will be? Uh, no. I, there's three possibilities being floated out there, which would be entirely distance learning, entirely back to normal, or a combination of in-class and at home. The problem is... That that doesn't solve the problem. There's a lot of people who rely on their kids being in school because that's their form of daycare. And people have to go to work. Mm -hmm. There's no way the government is just going to flat out say distance learning is going to continue for the entire first term. From September till December, the kids are home, not in classes. I cannot see them doing that. To be honest with you, I don't even know how we could send them say two days a week or three days a week without making major changes to everything else so that parents' hours line up with the hours that their kids are in school. Yeah, absolutely. I saw a great article as well about the kids' mental health and then impacting the parents' mental health. And it could be a huge domino effect of quite the mess if they do things that way or put anything more on, on parents if it's relatively safe enough to send your kid to school in September. I just learned about this new website. It's called unclaimedbaggage.com. We discussed it this morning on our terrestrial radio show on 91.5 FM in Kitchener, The Beat. This is a website that sells all of the stuff that has been left behind in airports on baggage carousels. First off, who gets on a flight, walks out of the airport right past the baggage carousel, and doesn't grab their bag? It's probably bags that aren't even meant to be there. It's probably, you know how many lost bags there have been? It's that those lost bags that have ended up, when they're supposed to be in Philadelphia, they end up in fucking Winnipeg. Like, <laughs> because I don't understand what happens behind the scenes, but sometimes that happens. So I guarantee you it's got to be a lot of those bags. Otherwise, it has to be emergencies. If it really does belong to someone who is on that flight, who doesn't wait around? Especially when you take a look at some of the products on this website. But there must be somebody wondering... Okay, but where the hell is my bag? <laughs> you know, okay, I'm here, and the bag is not. So when you find it, bring it to me. Don't just put it up on the website and sell everything that's in it. But here we are, unclaimedbaggage.com. They've got so much stuff on here. There's a sterling silver mom heart pendant necklace. Oh, beautiful. $17.99. Okay. Here's a 14-carat yellow gold nouveau enamel pearl floral brooch. 
$336. 14 karat white gold dangle drop earrings with diamond stones. 359 bucks. I mean, that's just the jewelry section. You wouldn't believe how much clothes they have available on there. I bet. It's nuts. Well, because people just left their suitcase, and that was the primary uh, function of the suitcase was to carry clothes. But even as I look at the electronics, for example, looking for a couple of DSLR lenses for your high-tech camera, get a 28-millimeter for 239 bucks, That's regularly like 700 at Best Buy. They've got all kinds of accessories for cameras. Here, let me flip over to the laptop section here. You can get a 15-inch MacBook Pro for $674. Oh, my God. Here's a Acer laptop, 13-inch, $200. So, Are you kidding me? So... Okay, so let's take it back a second here. So who are the people that are able to collect this baggage? Who's making profit off of this? Who is unclaimed baggage, I assume, is what you're asking. Yes. And how are they the ones that are allowed to pick up that baggage? Are they spending money at the airports to purchase these bags and then making money later? Like, how does that work? Unclaimed baggage says they buy orphaned luggage from major U.S. airlines and other carriers. Ah. Employees then process the contents, and the company sells some of it in its store. They sell the rest of it online. I believe they're in Kansas City or something like that. They do have a retail outlet. And then, of course, there's the website, unclaimedbaggage.com. I'm just shocked at how many people are missing their stuff here. And to find out it's getting sold... Imagine you lose your favorite summer dress, and then you see some other bitch wearing it. <laughs> what the hell? That's true. That is rude. That is that's so, my fucking dress. That's right. That's right. Uh, Thank you, rip you, that, Air you rip Canada. that offer in that moment, right? You go and you start pulling hair, and you're like, give me back my dress. Thank you. Oh, I want to do a quick mention here, and I'm sure you'll be on board with this because you've got a couple of their products, but it's Father's Day weekend and obviously too late to get one of these done. But if you want to buy something really cool for your dad, go to MyCustomSportsChair.com. You can order the chair, print it off and say, Dad, here you go. You're getting a... I don't know, a Pittsburgh Penguins chair with Sidney Crosby's name and number on the back or yeah. with your name and number on the back. Yeah. You're going to get a Molson Canadian chair. You can get anything from the NCAA, Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, so many different things. Yeah, you can even put your own customized anything on it. Like if dad owns a business or whatever the case is, you can definitely do that. I have a Leaf fanatic for a husband, so I made him a Leafs chair a while back. It is still the most talked about thing in our yard. When people come over, people ask us about that chair every single time. Well, this is cool. How'd you get this? How's your name on that? Oh, where'd you get that from? How can I get one of those? So it is really, really, really cool and definitely something that dad will enjoy. MyCustomSportsChair.com Before we wrap this up, and it is a short one today because we're on vacation next week, everybody. Thank goodness. We are literally down to the final few minutes before we get a week off, which I haven't had in like two years, I think. It's it's uh, ridiculous. Uh, you yeah. were on mat leave, and you were just coming back from mat leave uh-huh. when we made the switch from yeah. Toronto to Kitchener. And we didn't because take time you were off. At, 
yeah, well, because you were away, I didn't feel comfortable taking time off and leaving your replacement on their own. So I just worked all the way through. And then we came here and you can't take time off when you're new at a job. So here we are like two years since I've had a week off other than the Christmas break. I really need this. So I'm looking forward to it and I'm going to be golfing all next week. Um, There is one story, though, that has just got everybody sad and angry and and confused and shocked all at the same time. A mother and her three daughters were killed in a horrific multi-vehicle crash yesterday in Brampton. This is the one that happened, maybe you heard about it on the news, at Torbrum and Countryside Drive in Brampton around 12.15. So the leading theory here is, and police still want to speak to witnesses, a blue infinity was driving erratically. People had phoned that driving in. So the police were looking for him, found him. As soon as they flicked their lights on, this guy booked it. He blew through a red light and crashed into a car that had a 37-year-old mother and her three daughters in the car, ages one, four, and six years old. Mm-hmm. Mom and all three kids were killed. Yeah. They also suspect that this driver had a suspended license from previous bad driving habits and They're investigating it as a possible impaired driving collision. This is the story that makes me think it's time to have the conversation again about whether or not we want to have capital punishment in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's time, everybody. I I really do think it's time to bring it back for cases like this. Mm -hmm. When you wipe out an entire family, mm, sure. Uh, we could just go through the regular process like we do. But then we hear stories like the Marco Muzo one where well, he only gets 10 thing. years. That's he gets thing. 10 years and gets out in four. Yeah, it's, it's eerily it's eerily familiar sounding, isn't it? That we have some piece of shit, uh, perhaps drunk. We don't know, uh, but perhaps drunk, even if he wasn't, doesn't matter. He was evading police. He was doing something illegally, careless, didn't give a shit about anybody but himself in that moment and killed a, a beautiful family. It's disappointing that this happens over and over again, and we have a conversation and nothing nothing really comes of it. Our justice system is also a piece of shit, in my opinion, and nothing that this guy could possibly face will be bad enough here in Canada. I wish that things were different because what this guy deserves versus what he'll get is very, very, very minimal. Um, it's... It, it just it, oh, it makes me so sad, and it again it, it just disappoints me because the second I hear a story like this, I know that the punishment will not fit the crime. I know that it won't happen, and I know that a family's been lost, and I feel bad for the police officers on the scene. And we're hearing all these stories come out now about them attempting to um, revive these young girls and their mother on the scene and doing everything they possibly can. And I can't even imagine like I don't even want to picture what that must have been like and what they must have seen and the feelings that they felt trying to revive this family and then I feel the f- feelings of guilt every time I hear that too like why yeah, these are the same police officers that thousands of people are arguing to defund well yeah and I mean that <sighs> yeah sure uh, but I don't know to me I feel feelings of guilt too like why why them and why this family they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time like why did that why them why do I get to go home and see my little kids this woman had three beautiful little girls so young and uh it's just because of this piece of shit their lives are are taken and i'm not sure what the situation is a family situation if there's a if there's a a dad or husband whatever the case is obviously grieving right now there Uh, is a dad I, i i hope that like 
he I don't know I, I wish that the justice system was different because man if I ran things I'd let that guy go in with a hammer and just be locked in a room with that guy and let him beat the fuck out of him until he was dead that's probably harsh for some people to hear but I don't really give a shit at this point because like I said before our justice system is shit this guy's not going to get what he deserves and th- at some point these people just need to go like all these people who are this terrible need to just go like fucking die why does why does everybody else get to why did they get to walk around in it and these good people get to d- d- die because they're in the hands of these fucking losers i don't understand it i'll never understand it it's one of the many i don't know questions in life i suppose because it's extremely unfair well said cat and we will end it on that just before the replay of missed connections uh guys like we said we are off next week have yourselves a fantastic one uh we'll probably put out a best of june so far if you want to hear that and download it it'll give you some content to tide you over but other than that, we will be back on Monday the, what is that, the 30th, the 29th? Monday the 29th, I think, right? There, uh, yes, I believe you're right. Okay. Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy phase two if you're going there. And we will catch you in just over a week. It's time for Missed Connections. I'm going to play a little piano here. It helps set the mood. That's great. Thank you. This is a collection of stories about people looking for other people. Because there was an encounter in the past, and usually they want to hook up. So let's see how they describe their encounters. This is a man for three women. It took place in front of a Sobeys. Three women? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you ladies came out of Sobeys. It was one very stunning lady and two of her girlfriends looking so good. Mm. I think there's seven O's. I would love to hook up with you. <laughs> wow, just put it right out there. The three of you looked like you were heading to the club, but obviously we know that's not true. You had some flowers and also, I think, a frozen lasagna. Uh, I. <laughs> uh-huh. Nothing says a party like some flowers and a frozen lasagna. It sounds to like me the like club? they were going to a funeral <laughs> visitation, to be honest. Who goes into the club with a frozen lasagna? <laughs> what about that gives you an indication they're going to the club? Until you guys start serving food here, I'm bringing my own. <laughs> no midnight buffet, this is terrible. I asked you, hey, where's the party, ladies? You all giggled. Let me tell you, if kisses were snowflakes, I'd hand you a big fat blizzard. Okay. That's a very <laughs> labored reference. <laughs> I'm, sorry, uh, I'm trying to hold in my vomit. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'd hand you a blizzard. I'd hand you a blizzard? Did he do that no. and throw up the guns? <laughs> No, even the where's the party, ladies? Don't, don't. Stop. Hey, give this guy an ounce of credit, though. It takes guts to approach someone in this day and age. It takes even more guts to try and hook up with all three of them in a pack. That's huge. Kisses were snowflakes and be a blizzard. <laughs> That's a terrible pickup line. Terrible. This next one is called, uh, You Pointed Out the Skunk. This is interesting. Uh, Man for a woman. I wish we could have met in a different setting. I want to thank you so much for flagging me down as we were driving side by side along Highway 6. I was so worried my car was on fire. I think you could tell I was panicked. You were flailing your arms around, trying to tell me something. I pulled over. And just then... 
I smelled it before I saw it. Oh no. I want to thank you for pulling me over to warn me I'd been dragging a skunk behind me for several kilometers. Oh no. I'm not sure quite how many. And there was not much left to this little fella. (laughs) Oh no. But I appreciated you stopping me so I wouldn't completely mess up the back of my car. It is new. I wish I could have taken more time with you, but understandably, you did not want to be around my car or the putrid smell. That's funny that his first instinct is, am I on fire? What's what, going on? What is, go- what is the happening? The car's on fire. What's pull happening? Over. Wow. Pull over. Flames. Oh, no. Call 911. No. That was a skunk. How did the skunk get stuck? Oh, I don't want to know, right? Don't ask the questions, right? Don't ask questions. Don't ask. Leave it alone. You know what? As you were telling that story, I felt progressively more sorry for the skunks than I did for the person who was getting flagged off the road. Um, Good Samaritan to try and alert the other driver and let him know. I suppose, but like, what did you think you could save the skunk? It's gone. (laughs) Like, honey, it's over. Let it be. Pretty sure a good vet can still save him. (laughs) No, no. Uh, You need to be more careful going forward. And in a situation like that, it is certainly not an opportunity for you to pick up the person who flagged you down to let you know that you did it. I smelled it before I saw it. Oh, that's not right. I can't be right. Oh, those poor skunks. That's terrible. Those poor skunks. (laughs) 